listening to Sandwich Talk with me, Jonathan Stark, and our guest today, the Right Honourable Lord Tristan of Alfie. Hello. And not a Lord, Niall Macklin. Hello. Sandwich Talk. So, can I just ask each of you a little bit about yourselves and your relationship with sandwiches throughout the years? Tristan? Uh, well, I'd say I'm a relatively recent sandwich convert because I was told from quite a young age that uh, a sandwich isn't really a sandwich unless it has at least three fillings. At um, least three fillings? Yeah. Who, who actually bizarre. believes it? Were you a member of who, some <laughs> bizarre religious sect? <laughs> well, well, indeed. But I'm not, I'm not really sure if spreads count within a filling. And so I was a bit confused for it a It could depend of how substantial a spread is. Because, like, I mean, if you really think about it, chicken tikka could be counted as a spread. And that's definitely mm. a filling. Yeah. I find it difficult to spread that, I feel. I'm only just well, It depends how smooth it is. Well, in, in, indeed. But, uh, so I, I was... Can I you was... imagine smooth chicken tea? Yeah. <laughs> Go down nicely, wouldn't it? But, yeah, I, I feel as if I've turned away from, from sandwiches because, you know, they seem like a bit of a hassle. But um, I feel as if I've been, I've been reconfirmed. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was similar in my childhood. I believed that things like sandwiches and baguettes often you would spend too much time chewing through bread mm. and I wasn't really interested in the yeah. bread. Um, but I've discovered some really good sandwiches. So, more more of a sort of a rye vita man then. Uh, yeah, I was actually really, I was so into rye vita. I considered it the sandwich alternative because it's not as chewy as bread. Uh, not that good bread should be chewy anyway. Indeed. Uh, and also, you only have to put the rye vita on one side rather than both. But it doesn't have that pliability. You know, you bite into it and then there's that. Snap yeah, you have to balance. Like, boom. Yeah, you it's have just, to balance just, everything it's just on the top. the same, really. Is no, it? I, I just... Does, okay, is rye vita? I think rye vita is in fact bread. Because it's a flat I've, bread, I've right? never had rye vita, so. I, I, I class it more in the, the cardboard genus part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps. It's it's a flatbread, I would say, it and is. I I would certainly class those as possible it's ingredients. It's not a worthy sandwich. substitute. No. You don't think so? No, not at all. Not no. even if you had two pieces of rye rye vita. No. Uh, no. Of the, okay. Well, okay. maybe if you buttered both of them at a stretch. Oh yeah. No, that, I think it's just clutching at straws. To be honest, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to have a little bit of. Little bit of I think you're skin. clutching at rye vita, really. Yeah, that's dangerous because right? they break I'd too easily. Not, they not break so easily. Yeah, yeah. The, pro- the fragmentation risk. It's it's it has to be seriously taken into account. Yeah. Uh, so you're a recent sandwich convert, Niall. Have you always uh, been a fan of sandwiches? Uh, uh, they they have been my safe space. They've, I mean, yeah, they've been. They've been a part of your life for a long time. Part of my life, you know, important. Do in many you, ways. Do you remember your first sandwich? No. No, I don't. You've been having them for so, that long? Yeah. Uh, that you wouldn't... I, I was born eating sandwiches. Yeah. You were born eating yeah. sandwiches. As in your mother was eating sandwiches, or you were eating sandwiches? I can't comment Or both. That. But it's it's a distinct possibility. Of course, I don't want to... Um, I, I don't want to be... <laughs> Assume. I, yeah. I don't want to get in the way of your medical privacy of you or your mother yeah. uh, when it comes to sandwiches. I understand you're a fan of jam. I, I am. I, I do like a bit of jam. Do you make your own jam? Well, there's the potential. <laughs> but we have to... When you say that, so so you could be making your own jam. Yeah. Now, now right I, here, I, I mean, think we, that, we have, we have. I would think that any of us could be making our own jam. We have some of the components oh, in my fruit. garden. Strawberries. Apples, apples you know. Apple and, jam. Well, yeah, well you Ooh. can add it <laughs> with different things. A bit like Isn't it more of a mousse at that point? It is, yeah. It's m- but you can add it in with different but fruits. You, you would have a primary fruit, a fruit mm. and then the apple would add a bit to it. So you might have it with a bit of raspberry. 
Possibly mm. strawberry. Okay. Well, what about that apple sauce you have with sort of like pork, like pork and, a roast and apple dinner? sauce? Is that like a that's not a jam? jam. It, no, no. Does it come in it, jars though? Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you can have like apple and raspberry. That is a thing, you know. Apple so. and raspberry. Yeah, I suppose. Well, we're going to talk about jam more about jam in the jam report, of course. So, of course, yeah. Uh, what what things are like savoury sandwiches? How do you how do you feel about savoury sandwiches? So how have they influenced your life? Well, they, every day, going to school, I had a savoury sandwich. I had, yeah, lunch. I had sandwiches I, every single I, day. I was, a, I was a packed lunch kind of guy. Same, know. same here. Packed lunch all the time. Packed lunch. Um, and, I mean, until and, I stopped having packed lunches. Yeah. Um, and the savoury sandwich was integral to yeah. that yeah, combination. Yeah, I mean, you, know, it, you, you can't, can't have a packed lunch without a sandwich. No. Absolutely or, not. Or a wrap of some kind. No, exactly. Unless you're a sausage roll kind of person. Cold pizza, that was... Oh, that's my a, God. That's when you saw, when you When you saw that, it was just... Oh. Good day. Yeah. Good day with cold pizza. But again, cold that's not... Pizza. Is cold pizza better than hot pizza? They serve a different purpose. Yeah, they do. I, I think reheated pizza is just... Uh, you know, standing where the fresh pizza stood, and I, I don't appreciate that. Oh, oh, you think? Yeah, so? it's well, it's, pizzas don't stand at all, really. They're flat. Yeah, actually, otherwise they're more lying down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. He. Yes, indeed. To lie yeah. where the fresh pizza lay. Well, yeah, and it's just. <laughs> it, have you know, have it, either of you two heard of toaster bags? Yes. Uh, yes. They can be used vaguely. to heat up pizza. Now I, I hear a myth that on the outside of a toaster bag it says you can cook salmon fillet in there. <laughs> now that. <laughs> In the toaster. Very, in the toaster bag, in the toaster. I've never, no, I've never tried that. I just, it, it's a beautifully classy... If, I mean, if you it. have a toaster bag that's still quite new and doesn't have any holes in, you could heat up baked beans in it. You could, <laughs> indeed. But I, I feel, feel like that, that's, a, that's a risky game. But, but surely like, you'd want to put it in sideways, right? Wait, we should sound... explain what a toaster bags are. They're, they're bags. Yes. They're heat-proof bags. Mm -hmm. You put sandwiches inside and put them in the toaster. Right. So it Which holds makes it, it toasty. Yeah. It not yeah, it holds together the sandwich and toasts it. Mm. And they're surprisingly effective um, because the fillings don't go everywhere, you know? There's, there's people who but, say you should uh, put your what? toaster on your side oh, to really? put a sandwich in. But then it just I, becomes I, an artery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes an artery. Just get a toasty machine. I mean, that, those are the, well, they're the, the best. They are the best. But toaster Ooh. bags are a very good compromise. But, but, but yeah. can't you just double with a George Foreman grill? Why do you no, explicitly no, 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 no. A Jaffel machine is absolutely necessary for making real toasties. You cannot replace it with a George Foreman grill because the Jaffel machine seals the outside of the toasty in order to keep the heat. And with with a Jaffel yeah. machine, you can make toasties with all with more types of ingredients because you can use things like baked beans, which would yeah. normally spill out. Oh that's a good idea. It's yeah. delicious. You can, you can put whatever you want. You know, and the it, tomato going, sauce yeah. heats up. Oh man. It's it's, it's like it's, molten it's, rock. It's, it's I mean it's, it's not like molten just, rock. It's, but it's <laughs> boiling. But it's <laughs> close. It's not far off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you use a George Foreman grill, you know, your toasty game's going to be weak. Yeah, spread so, it all out. Okay. Uh, for yeah. paninis, maybe. Toasties, no. Yeah. You, you can make a pancake in a, like a sandwich grill thing in the shape of a sandwich, because presumably it's got the raised metal bits. Yeah, so I think, could, well, I think the better thing to do would be to make the yeah. pancake without closing the grill, then put fillings on, then do the last bit of cooking oh, with well, it closed. Well, like a pancake sandwich. Yeah, pancake sandwich. That's worth a try. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. It's worth a try. Yeah. Um, Probably more on the sweet rather than the savoury end, but you never know. Yeah. Well, well savoury pancakes. 
Uh, anyway, I think we should probably get on to um, what would be the news section, sandwich news. So um, normally sandwich news sort of degenerates into an avocado news section because most of our news stories are about, are about avocados. But this time, all of the news stories we found are about jam. And given that Niall already wanted to do the jam report, we're going to uh, replace sandwich one. news with the jam report. Jam, here to stay. Ha <laughs> ha! Nice, nice right. intro. So, so, jam report. The jam report, mm. I, I'd just like to say, first of all, it's a pleasure to be oh, doing my own little section. You're very welcome. You it's are very welcome. It's a true honour. The jam report trademark. I feel privileged. So, I've got, well, I've got an article from The Independent. Uh, they're independent. I mean, they are, they're not independent. And that is why... They're, it's not, they're not being bought over yeah. by Big Marmalade or no. Big Raspberry or Indeed. anything like that. They're not a sponsor of the podcast either. Uh, no, they're not. not. Although I assume you'd be open to it. Oh, you know, of course. If you want to get in touch. We're open to sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> As we always say, we're open to sponsorships from anyone. <laughs> anyone. <laughs> really desperate time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and it's, 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 it's pretty simple, really. It's the 10 best jams. As according to the independent. As according, yes. Now, I'm interested to find this out. Yeah. And I so, want to know what the best jams are. So, they've started off with a Cottage Delight rhubarb and ginger. Is that the top mm. one? Yes. Is that number, Wait, well, that's it's, number it's, one it's, or number num- ten? Number one, it says here. Number one, rhubarb and ginger. Yeah. That is controversial. That, that is very is. controversial. I would not oh. expect that. Oh. But maybe but consistency of a rhubarb, I don't know if that's the right word. It's very stringy fruit. That would make a hard jam. Mm. You know, there'd be a lot of fibres. And I don't yeah, know if I want that in a jam. Uh, well, I, I mean, it, it says using forced rhubarb, so... I, I, what does forced rhubarb mean? I don't know. Rhubarb saying... was not happy to be made into a <laughs> Forced labour of the rhubarb. <laughs> um, but What's yeah, so it's £1.46, apparently. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. a good problem. But the only problem is this article is from six years ago, so <laughs> inflation. Uh, and then, then we've gone for a, a Marks and Spencer's hedgerow. Uh, which is a fair trade jam. Hedgerow. Yes, hedgerow. So this is just a mixture of fruits. Just things. Yes. Like I noticed flavors. apple is in there. Black currants, blackberries, Bramley apples. Now I'm not sure if I have Bramley apples or not, but mm. raspberries. So yeah, it's is a it, it's a good seems, range. That seems a bit overpowering to me. There's a lot going on in there. I don't know. I, I feel like that would be a good. Could you, you know, could you a, have a, a mix? Because you know, of course, famously, lollipop companies create unknown flavors when they're just. Well, changing the batches and mixing is them that, together. Is that really fruits or is that just esters at that point? Well, indeed. But could you not do that with a jam? Like, oh, we've got a little bit of marmalade left. Oh, yeah. Throw that in, give that a mix-up with the brownies. I knew someone who worked at an ice cream co- an ice cream factory, and they when they were making the ice creams, because they used the same, same machines for all of them, they always used to do the mint last, because they would pick up all the other flavours from the other ice creams that had been through. But the mint was strong enough that no one would notice. Mm. Sneaky. Yeah, that's a very sneaky move. Maybe that's maybe that's actually the origin of the hedgerow jam. Possibly. That they don't even bother changing the flavour, they just take everything. Mm. Who knows? Indeed. Conspiracies. Yeah. Indeed. Right, anyway, so the next one is the Raisthorpe orange liquor. Orange liquor? Mm. Is so it, it actually... it's, a, it, it, it's a manner of fine foods. Uses traditional preserving techniques and only the best ingredients. Made with Gordon's gin. Yeah. Mm. Uh, not so, that we're sponsored by Gordon's, but no, again, we're not. <laughs> again, if you want to, feel free. 
Indeed. It, it, it either money or kind, you know. If yeah. you like to send a lot of orange <laughs> yeah, just, jam our just, way, that would be fine. <laughs> yes, yeah. orange just, jam. Just a moral sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. That would be really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then we, and then we have Dalesford Organic Blackcurrant. Oh, that's a classic. Mm. And, oh, of course, it's made in Gloucestershire. Oh. Where else? <sighs> Why am I not surprised? Uh, and and then and then we go over to Fortnum and Mason strawberry, strawberry and rose preserve. Strawberry and rose. Mm. Now, so, I I think rose is quite an interesting flavour, but mm. it's not always that nice. I'm yeah, not a big I fan of rose. It can be artificially overpowering if you're yeah. trying to get yeah. But if you have something that's just the balance, rose flavoured, then that's right, a no no. Then I, I feel. Got the balance. And I feel let's be honest, work. jam is all about balance. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, a nice blend of it's fruit balance. And it's it's flavours, it's fruit or sugar, it's consistency balance as well. Mm. And that's the thing, if we're going all the way back to hedgerow. Mm. All the way back. Then, Cast your mind back. Yeah. Then balance is even more essential given the amount of ingredient ingredients that are, you know, flowing around. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. So yeah, it, it, the emphasis grows. Anyway. Number now, what, six. What are we on now? Six? We're on six. Yeah, this is uh Come on, let's up the pace a little. Isabella's <laughs> Damson. So, um, yeah, it, it's Aberdeenshire. What's in it? Damson's, presumably. Well, oh. it, the, the article doesn't seem to be functioning properly, so I can't quite... <laughs> so it's Damson. It, it says, it's got gin in again. It's got gin. No, and is this a common thing? And Gin in jam. It's bittersweet. So bittersweet. There you oh, go, a bit mm. different. Next and then one? we have gooseberry jam. Oh, no, gooseberry. That... From Selfridges. Always the less favoured of the berries, I find... Underrated. Indeed. Underrated. Berry. Underrated? Mm. Again, it's got a nice tang well, to it. You know, I don't know if I'd have a jam. It's not appreciative. Mm. Solely made of that. And then we have Dutchie Originals Raspberry. Mm. Um, now, raspberry is a classic, from, but. From yeah. the Prince of Wales. Mm. But you need it to not have the pips in it because that's just too much for me. No? You don't like having pips in jam? No, I, I feel as if it's a bit. That's a weird sense yeah, of They, they think, used to I put wooden pips does. in jam to make it seem more authentic. That's distressing really? too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then we've got Waitrose Essential. Essential strawberry. Waitrose. What with strawberry jam being an essential? Exactly. Indeed, you yeah. in some people's lives, like myself. And number ten. And then finally, we have track lemon chili. Chili. Chili jam. jam. Oh, now uh, here we that's go. a controversial so they've spin. Been that is creating handmade, high-quality preserves for more than forty years, and its chili jam is no exception. That's so. Mm. So, Niall, this, this leads combo. us on to the next thing I was going to ask yes. you, which is savoury jams. Can they savory exist? Jam. Uh, Do you think they... No. No? But I, I'm, I'm what, Would they be more of a, a, a chutney or something like that? Yeah. Or just a sauce? But, but yes. what are the parameters we, we work in there? Is ketchup a jam? No. Uh, no. Is it a smoothie? <laughs> yes. Surely it's a smoothie. Ketchup is a smoothie. A tomato is a fruit. Ketchup is a smoothie. Uh, smoothies don't have to have fruit in. What about kale? Kale smoothies. Yeah. Green but, smoothies. But oh, I don't really know what the parameters of a jam. What's the difference between a jam and a preserve, Niall? I honestly don't know. I just <laughs> love them all the same. And jam or jelly? What's your opinion? Jam or jelly? Well, again, they serve a purpose. I think jelly works better in a sandwich, but jam works better with everything. So, mm. like... Okay, okay. So I, I, I would say the, the jelly is pretty reserved... For the sandwich. Yeah. Well, and what about cakes? I, cakes also. Well, nice have Victoria sponge. Yes, mm. sometimes, but then I, I think 
a proper jam adds a lot of nice texture to now, the cake. Now, I... So, and I think that's very important. I have brought my own article, which I want you to review on this jam okay. report of yours. It's from The Telegraph. Okay. And the, uh, the headline is, Boy Thrives on Jam Sandwich Diet. I'm presuming this is talking about you. I, I can confirm that it's not talking about me. It says, a teenager who has existed on a diet of jam sandwiches for more than a decade has been given a clean bill of health. This child, he's a 15-year-old boy, he only eats jam sandwiches, and I presume he drinks liquids as, as, as well. I would hope so. Yes. Uh, and Just a dietitian concluded last week, as of 2004, that he is getting adequate protein and some vitamins and minerals. I'm not sure if that's a clean mm. bill of health. And also, I feel thrive is a bit of an optimistic yeah. word there. Survive, <laughs> perhaps. I mean, it, it's a... The dietitian did tell his parents that the teenager should see a behavioural psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> because even if you're healthy, it's probably a little bit crazy. Yeah, I... Also, this article is from over ten years ago. Oh, we don't fine. know if he's still that's eating that. I mean, there, there's, not, there's not that much up-to-date jam news, it seems. <laughs> Well, it's a timeless classic, isn't it? it? Yeah, that's, yeah I mean, it, there's it, nothing it, that changes about it. That's the thing, um, it's, it's pretty sort of natural. Yeah. And in how it which flows. Which means it's not been ruined by the 24-hour news cycle. You know, they can take their time yeah. with the stories. That's, yeah, that's absolutely correct. I, I think that's a very good observation to make on jam journalism, as, a, as opposed to, say, avocado journalism, which we often feature on the show. Avocado, the world of avocados can change in, in a flash. Well, that's the thing. I um, mean, the whole rise, the... the the fluctuation in popularity of mm. avocados. Very quick. Yeah, it's it's. And it could go. It could go again. Avocado jam possibility, or is that just guacamole? I, I think a jam's got to have that sugar content. It's got to yeah. have sugar. So. And I, I don't know how I'd feel about, about guacamole sugar with sugar. <laughs> That's an experiment for later, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could do it if we want, but uh, we probably we, don't want to. Someone's <laughs> talk the live stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was an excellent jam report, Niall. Thank, Thank you very, you much. very much. So, now it's time for a section I like to call Sandwich of the Week, because that's what section it is. Uh, and uh, I understand both of you have very different Sandwiches of the Week, so which mm. of you would like to go first? I, I think Tristan should go first, actually. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm actually very proud of my Sandwich of the Week, uh, and it is rather controversially uh, a horseradish sauce sandwich. Now, just... Indeed. Just, just horseradish, horseradish sauce. sauce. Because there's something, you know, pure Tristan, and tangy about that. Tristan, that I have to ask, have you been thriving on this sandwich diet for over <laughs> ten years? Um, okay, thriving might be pushing it, but I've definitely been surviving with just this. <laughs> but, so it's very important, I think. What what bread brings it out? Oh, this is very, very oh, yes. important. Because so I feel like have, this could have a big impact on it. You need to have a non-porous bread. Because I don't know if you've ever tried making a <laughs> sandwich or something. But a very porous bread. Can't most breads porous? Or, indeed, but you want Do to you sort need of, to have it on a pitta or something? You, you want to sort of cheat... Hovis loaf. Again, not a sponsor, unfortunately. Although we do like Hovis. Other kinds of bread are available. <laughs> um, but, you know, it soaks it up a little bit. I'll be not... censoring out the brands afterwards. <laughs> not to the extent that, you know, you squeeze it and it starts oozing yeah, out. Yeah, I see, side. I see. And that's a dangerous thing. And obviously thing it depends on the consistency of the horseradish. Of course. Um, I, I don't like mine with large chunks, but, mm. you know, I don't want it perfectly smooth either. Yeah. And it's nice because it's... Middle ground, middle ground. It, again, it's one of those sandwiches that, you know, you, you don't want to sit down, you don't want to have a whole meal in sandwich format. So this is a snack sandwich? Yeah, it's would, kind of... would you have this as a finger sandwich, do you think? All the crusts cut off, oh, tiny yes. triangles or rectangles. Uh, yeah, but, but again, again, you have the problem that 
the crust makes a nice little lip to hold the horse while oh, it sits. Oh, so it that, does, it does ooze everywhere. Gonna... So how often do you have a sandwich like this? You know, whenever I need like a, a pick-me-up in the afternoon, you know, long essay time, and you need that little kind of pizzazz that you get from too much horse rice. This, this reminds me actually, Grace had a very simple sandwich of the week when she came on. She had uh, just radish and salted butter, uh, which, mm. I mean, obviously radish and horseradish are very different. Indeed. Uh, but it, it's the simplistic it is. idea, I think. I think that's what a sandwich can give us. A light sandwich. I, I like light sandwiches. Mm. Uh, Niall, sandwich of the week? Well, I mean, mine's a bit opposite on the uh, the lightness front. It's a uh, CBLT. What's um, in a CB? What's the C? I can, I can guess. Oh. Yeah. Chicken and bacon is actually a fairly common combination. Yes. But you've got to have that lettuce and tomato, presumably. Yes. Yes. With a bit with of mayo? mayonnaise. With a bit of mayo. With mayo, of course. Of course. And, and I, I discovered this at Pratt. And I have to say... You've never turned back? It's just amazing. I mean, I, I didn't think the BLT game could be upped, but it has. I, and I think Adding that, I chicken think, to a BLT, it just makes sense. It does. Mm-hmm. It's a natural yeah. progression. But you, you know, I'd worry. I'd worry that they downgrade the quality of the bacon because they've got some chicken to hide it. Yeah. You, you know, know... No, no, trust me. I, I can... I can you know, I can it was said... It. It, I can vouch for okay. it. It's, it it's was said that many ancient civilizations across the world also used to have chicken in their BLTs. Yeah, I think there's something about that on the yeah. Rosetta Stone, wasn't there? Just yeah, a bit yeah. Top left-hand corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Tristan, as historians, can confirm this. <laughs> can validate. Of course, you're both historians. Yeah, I do like to sometimes bring people's fields of uh, study into yes. the episode. Uh, obviously, this is a philosophy show, so I'm fine. Uh, and now we have a little <laughs> bit of history as well. Well, that's, that's been a good sandwich of the week section, but we do have quite a lot to talk about, so uh, I think we should move on. All right, so now we move on to the part of the show um, where we answer audience questions. Now, I have gone out into the public and sourced these questions, which we're going to answer today, uh, and we you, you guys have only heard these once. Uh, the first one is from Dan... And this is the question he has for us. Well, basically, you know when you're younger and you're at a birthday party or something, and there's always those kids that claim that like the star cut-out ones are, taste better than the ones that are circle, or vice versa. I was wondering if you could answer this question for me. So, I have never seen sandwiches cut up into stars of circles. Mm. Have you guys experienced this phenomenon? I mean, first of all, Dan, I I take issue with your suggestion that only small children birthday parties can uh, arrange their sandwiches in interesting shapes. That's absolutely true. You know, variety is the spice of life. um, Uh, Yeah, and uh, chutney is the spice of a good sandwich, right? Indeed, I do like a good Buckminster Fullerene-shaped sandwich now and again. Bucky balls, all of that, all of it, yes. Um... Do you think that the shape of the sandwich, though, changes how it tastes? Because obviously, if you cut off the crusts, that changes the taste. Indeed. Yes. But is there is there something going on with the whole edge to the, the edge mm. versus sand versus area ratio of the sandwich that would change how it how it is? I think to get an accurate representation, we have to start by removing the crusts, as yeah. you suggested. Yeah, crusts come off. Because mm. so it's, looking... it's not like a star-shaped sandwich is going to have no. crusts. No, no. absolutely no. not. Unless you baked it that way. That would be a very <laughs> cool loaf. <laughs> There's a market development yes. there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if Bake Off want to do that, then can Yeah, on. why not? Um... um but does it affect... I, I don't think it does. There's, I think there's a, a possibility of 
the amount of filling that leaks out. Well, that's changing. the thing, and and how you distribute that filling within yes. the sandwich. Because, because often sandwiches will have a lot of filling towards the center and not a lot yeah. towards the edge. But by cutting it into different shapes, you force it to be yeah. all the way yes. through the sandwich. But I feel like it would impact the way I ate it. So you know, with a star sandwich, I you, feel I you feel, would eat the legs first. Yes, yeah, so you squeeze it between your thumb yeah. and finger in the center and like, sort of rotate it. Rotate it the around, legs. and I th that might impact the way I thought it tasted. Yes, and then because... potentially you could have something that looks reminiscent of a circle, and and then Indeed. and then you know, and then it's got a circular and then, sandwich. And then how how does yeah, that affect you? Know, the game? You think, know, I think if Dan, if Dan, if you're listening, I think next time you go go to a kids' party, which I presume will be fairly soon. If someone says to you that a star sandwich tastes better than a circular sandwich, all you have to do is just take off all of the points, hand it back to them in a circle shape, and say, how about that? You know? Mm. Yeah. So star sandwiches are circular sandwiches, just with more points. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah. I can put it better myself. Shall we move on to the next question? Why Indeed. Uh, so the next question is from Ben, and I will play it to you just now. In my school, people went through a phase of rolling up their sandwiches. So if you roll up a sandwich, does that make it a Chelsea roll? To a further extent, is a Chelsea roll a sandwich? What do you think, boys? It's a deep one. I, I'm, I'm going to say no. No? No. Chelsea roll is not a sandwich? It's not a sandwich, because a Chelsea roll, I believe, is pastry. It's a pastry. That's and, what I was going to say. I think that changes... Everything. Yeah, I, I always sure. keep pastry separate from bread yeah. when it comes to sandwiches. Exactly. But I think the question that we need to be asking Ben here is, was the sandwich constructed with a single piece of bread with the fillings and then rolled up, or was it a yeah. sandwich with yeah. two pieces That's of bread? Oh, there's that as well. Up. Well, if you take a sandwich with a single piece of bread and fold it over, that can be a, a, then a two-piece of bread. Sandwich. Is there a limit to the number of times you can fold a sandwich, like paper? Uh, yes, there is. It's three. Three? Yes. Can you categorically confirm that for our <laughs> viewership? Uh, well, so far, that's the general understanding of current sandwich science. Um, but it's possible that it could be experimentally proved to be different. We are open future. to advances in the science. Yes, yes. Now, what I was wanting to, to ask about is, maybe it's not a Chelsea roll, but what about a Swiss roll, which is cake instead of pastry? Mm. Again, I, it has to be bread. It has to well, be bread. I've I've considered Victoria sandwiches before, and those are cakes. They are, but I, they do have sandwich in the name, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's a sandwich. Indeed, And, and I, I just think, and generally speaking, with a sandwich, you don't you don't tend to roll it up. That's not really the done thing, is it? <laughs> I, I, sandwich etiquette, you know. You, yeah, yeah. But just because I, it's not really the done thing. Doesn't really. Make yeah, but I, th I think I think there are certain ground rules. Also, I for mean, what constitutes a sandwich, and I personally believe that if rolling you... it up like a sort of Swiss roll type thing. But I think there's a sort is, of it. It's just not right. There's and a then... sort of a philosophical question here, though. If if you start out with something that is a sandwich and then roll it up and it's no longer a sandwich. Well, Does it really is it really that easy to remove the sandwich from the from the situation? You don't even have to destroy any of the material that makes it up. Well, I mean, aside aside from it what if being... it's accidentally rolled up while it's in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing to remember is that it's like a Swiss roll only works with very smooth fillings. So you, you yes. couldn't you couldn't have like a tikka masala. Now, you could, now, 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 you, could you couldn't have a CBLT. You Swiss could, roll. just because it's not a good Swiss roll doesn't mean it's not still a Swiss and roll. Huge lumps. 
Yeah, I've seen some of the Swiss rolls in Bake Off. They break up all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I feel as if it needs that jam and that cream to have a nice, you know, I, 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 I just think the big dividing factor, the big dividing line is cake versus bread. Cake versus bread? Yes, I because Swiss roll... What if, what if is, you're making a cake? a cake? What if you're making a cake and you forget to put sugar in it and then it becomes bread? Or brioche, is that cake or bread? Ooh. Or banana bread? Huh? What about all of those things? Well, brioche is certainly bread. Yeah. I think maybe we'll have to leave these to another show. Yes. Yeah. Shall we, shall we move on? I think we shall. Next up, it's time for some, some sandwich games. And this time we've decided to do sandwich versus sandwich and guess the sandwich. Uh, so the first game we have is sandwich versus sandwich, or as I like to call it, sandwich versus sandwich. Uh, I think that was quite good. Yes. I'll write that highly. Uh, so, Tristan, tell us the sandwich that you're going to be representing I'm, in the I'm ring today. going to be representing tuna mayonnaise, a solid choice. Uh, well, not not very solid if you don't get the consistency, <laughs> right? Indeed. Uh, and you're going for the... Uh, um, I'm going for the pulled pork sandwich. Pulled pork? Yes. Okay. Uh, so then uh, these, these gentlemen are going to be genuinely fighting... Uh, although you won't see that bit, so I've also asked them to, while they're throwing punches at each other, have a, a discussion over which is objectively the better sandwich. Which of you two wants to open up with your first sandwich? I think Tristan should open your speech, the case. Your speech for the uh, tuna mayo sandwich. Of course, why not? Well, tuna mayonnaise is, is, is fundamentally a beautiful construction because it takes together two dubious things in themselves and combines them to make a perfect whole. So tuna by itself Ugh. is oh it's a little bit it's a little bit dry sometimes you know it crumbles a little bit too much either dry or oily oh well indeed uh, it depends how much draining you do yeah. and it, I just feel as if it's a little bit disappointing it also has an unpleasant colour as well yeah. and mayonnaise also by itself not recommending you eat it by the spoonful is a little bit yeah. you know, cement might I might I point out to you that you are currently arguing against both of the ingredients in your sandwich yeah, no, 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 just you <laughs> just you wait sir <laughs> but the beauty of the sandwich is that when these two confusing entities come together, they complement each other to such a perfect extent that the sandwich itself is the purest you could possibly go with. The purest sandwich. The, the purest sandwich Is it the around. purest sandwich or is it a sandwich that represents the redemption? The redemption of ingredients that are otherwise... Oh, I do think that, I do think that is a good metaphor for life, really. You know? Yeah. That we can be hopeless, but if we find that complementing factor, we can be slightly less hopeless and make really, really good sandwiches. Ah. Uh, so, Tristan, you've proposed that your sandwich is not only delicious, but also existentially, it fundamentally underpins our philosophy of life, your philosophy mm. of life. Uh, how can you respond to that, Niall? Well, I'm going to argue clearly that the pulled pork sandwich is one that is far more simple, better and far greater because let's think about this pork is a far better meat than tuna and the consistency of pulled pork is something that I have always enjoyed mm -hmm. it's very different mm -hmm. to your sort of regular meat because obviously it's it mixes been cooked things up and it's actually broken down but its integrity is something that is something to behold mm. and 
when it's put into a nice brioche bun, you cannot mm. go a wrong. A brioche bun. Oh, um, yeah, that is the classic. Exactly. Book. You have to have a brioche bun. If it's not brioche... Any other ingredients? No any other additions? Well, I think sometimes, and it has to be done properly, barbecue sauce mm. in a pulled pork burger. Dangerous one, isn't it's it? dangerous because yeah. potentially it can go very badly wrong if you put too much barbecue sauce. But if you put just the right amount, it gets... It gives a nice flavour, and the texture of the pulled pork combined with that flavour is something to behold, I have to say. No, but I just feel with a pulled pork sandwich that it, it, it's pretending to be something it isn't, you know. What's wrong with the pork itself? Why does it have to get pulled? You know, I feel as if it's got something to hide there. Well, I mean, you're hiding the flavours of both your tuna and your mayonnaise. Yes, I mean, but, but, let, let, let's be honest, you're completely... You know, mixing them together because by themselves they're terrible, aren't they? Really? I mean, I, I would not rate a purely mayonnaise sandwich. Exactly, yesterday. and you wouldn't rate a purely tuna sandwich, would you either? No. And you know, pulled pork—it's just by itself. It's being itself. It's in its natural form. Okay, and therefore it's a straightforward sandwich. It does what it needs to do, and it's enjoyable. I don't need to combine it with things because I can just have it by itself. And it's lovely. Okay, gentlemen, so I'm going to ask about the ease of creating the sandwich for both of you. Mm. Because these you guys are sort of polar opposites on this front. We right? Are. Yes. Mm. Tristan All right, well, pop a can of tuna. Boom. Some mayo. Yeah, sit you do, you do actually need another vessel to mix them in, usually. Or you could do it in the in the can, you know. Uh well, no, because tuna cans are normally made to hold the amount of tuna that goes in them. So if you were adding anything more than a small mm. fraction of that in mayonnaise, that then it would overflow. True. Very true. Yeah. Uh, and so that requires a little bit of effort. A little Nile, pulled pork, it's not exactly quick to make. It's not, you no. Need it's, it's, it's significantly more effort than the tuna mayo, but it's worth it because it's not an average sandwich, whereas a tuna mayo is, oh, and it yeah. takes, the, you know, an average amount of time Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, pick, up, you wouldn't no. pick up a pulled pork sandwich in a no. box in, a, in, in like, a... No, okay. it, it's, it's a serious thing, mm. you know. It is a labour of love, and therefore, it is well worth it. Now, of course, it's more for special occasions, you know, a mm. summer barbecue on a nice day. Yeah. Not that we get them here anymore, but, you know... Well, it's pretty sunny today. I mean, it was For snowing once. yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it yes, was. It's a bit changeable. But, nonetheless, it is something that is... Now, if you're in a mired. country with changeable weather... Yes. It, it's sunny today, so yes. you might think, you know, I'll get some pulled... If you're using a slow cooker, for instance, yeah. you might say, I'll get some pulled pork on the go. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Tomorrow comes around, snow. What are you going to do with that pulled pork? You've well, I mean, pork. well, it doesn't matter. You, you can't unpull pork. No, it, you can try. <laughs> Scientists have been working on this for decades, and they still haven't cracked it. <laughs> no, but I. The thing is, it doesn't have to be for a barbecue. It's just a special thing that you can enjoy, and at the end of the day, no. Even if, even if you put it in the no, can bucket, I just point something out something here? You can, can I just point something out? Right, we have a we have a jar of jam on the table here. We do. And I notice it says strawberry preserve extra jam. Yeah. Does that mean there's more jam per jam in it than the usual jam? I, I believe the ratio of jam to jam is higher. 110% jam. Yes. For every one jam, there are two jams. Wow. Uh, the jam the has been ratio. really jammed in there. Modern science. Yeah, it, that it's... That was a terrible joke. <laughs> 
Okay, so, it's, uh, it just seems strange to me to label your jam with extra jam. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is from Prince Charles's Although, I mean, personal election. And he, um, yeah. I... So, should we get back to the discussion? Let's get back to the discussion, yeah. Uh, Tristan, do you think you have anything to say about the portability of your sandwich versus his? Yeah, so I think mayonnaise lends a it's sort of an, an inherent glue-like factor to the sandwich. And I'd appreciate that tuna by itself would be a difficult sandwich to create. But I mean, if you want a glue-like Flat factor, why not just throw some PVA into your pulled pork? Yeah. Generally frowned upon by medics, so I understand. But again, you know, I'm only a historian. We don't but have any medics here, Tristan. Indeed. Anything goes. Anything goes. <laughs> but I just feel, you know, it has that nice cohesive effect, which also means you can spread it adequately, right? So you can get it all over that nice piece of bread. So your first mm. bite isn't just bread. Now, pulled pork can be a little bit lumpy. You can just get a little bit... And as well, those strings, you know, you bite into the edge of it and you end up pulling out half like a pig's worth. It's like rhubarb jam, isn't it? All over the place. All over Tuna, no, disappointingly flaky, so you only get a little bit each time. That's what you want in a sandwich. Well, what no. I would like to say is, first of all, you're never going to have a bite of bread in a pulled pork sandwich because... A bite of bread, solely yeah, bread. Yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna have a solely bread bite, are you? Because well, no, you, I think you, that applies more to the tuna you, one you, than the pulled pork because the pulled pork has a lumpy consistency, which could be a lot of pork in one place and not a lot in well, another. Well, well then, tuna, well then, tuna mayo, fairly smooth. Well, no, because the way if that's happening, then you need to look at how you're filling. Your pulled <laughs> you need pork to sandwich. reevaluate your life. You need, you need to look at your technique. So it's a test of skill, really, making a pulled pork sandwich. Well, I, I, don't, mm. I don't even think it's it requires passage, really. that much skill to fill it properly. <laughs> I, I would. But what if, what if in the act of moving around the sandwich and handing it to someone and then picking it up, tilting it, which is often what one does when about to bite into a sandwich, mm -hmm. what if it all shifts? Huh? Well, you should hold it with a, a Iron strong grip. grip. A strong grip. Not too hard, so that, you know, like your brioche bun is sort of falling apart, yeah. and you, you know, you. And you don't want the pulled pork to be pushed away from where you're no, going. No, you don't. Want you don't. So it's it's about grit. It's about how you fill it, and I do take the point that the one disadvantage is that when you bite it, you could get half a ton of pulled pork coming out with you. But is that really a bad thing? It is pulled pork at the end of the day. But what if you lose pulled pork due to the mess? Well, I would advise having a plate with you. Um, mm. I think that's cheating. I don't think it is. It, depend well, no, it depends on the context. I, if, if I had a tuna mayo sandwich, which I wouldn't because it's terrible, but if I did, I would have a plate because at the end of the day, that mayo, you never know. You mm. never know. You just it. never it, know. It could, it could. And if you've got a nice carpet... Indeed. That, that's worth Nice pair of jeans. So, oh, boom. Exactly. So now I think I've been feeding both of you guys quite a lot of arguments that are more in favour of the tuna over the pulled pork. So I'll give you a moment... And to defend yourself, Niall, what do you think is an original and unique attack on the tuna mayo sandwich? I, I just think the prevalence of it, actually. It's just everywhere. You it, think you know, it's it's not Indian it, it, enough it, for it, you? It, it's just a bit boring, isn't it? You know, everywhere you go, oh, there's a tuna mayo. And it's, it's just like... Everywhere you go. It is. I, just I mean, there are three in this room right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you. We never know. And that's the thing. That's the issue with it. A pulled I think pork you can sandwich. normally smell a tuna mayo sandwich. Exactly. And a pulled pork sandwich, you know, it's quite rare. It's, it's a delicacy. You know, and it's special. You're going to enjoy it. Whereas mm -hmm. a tuna mayo, like, like I said, it's a bit boring because you just see it everywhere. And mm -hmm. to me, that is its biggest disadvantage because that's right. what's special about it. I'll give you guys one last moment each to defend your sandwich. And then I'm going to judge both of you 
on the quality of the sandwich Ooh. and the quality of the arguments you've put forward. So prepare yourselves now. Which of you wants to go first with your final defence? Tristan? <clears throat> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I just feel as if the tuna mayonnaise sandwich is really everything that a sandwich should be. You know, it's that staple snack. It's a beautiful combination. It's not any of your, you know, fancy once-in-a-lifetime pulled pork extravaganza. It gets the job done. It quenches that hunger. And it, it, it's a beautiful fusion of two very amazing time. ingredients into an entirely enjoyable package. Niall? Well, all I'm going to say is remember at the start when we saw Tristan talking about the, uh, the ingredients that go into a tuna mayo and he didn't have very kind words for them. Now, I have been consistent throughout in my love of pulled pork and I have to say, yes, it's not a classic, it's not everywhere, but that's the best thing about it. It's a, a special sandwich that you don't see every day and I think that is one of the charming factors that it has. And for me, that is a hugely important thing. So I rest my case, the pulled pork sandwich is the superior sandwich. So gentlemen, the time has come for me to judge this. Uh, you've both fought valiantly. Um, I mean, Tristan won all three rounds of the boxing, uh, mm. but I don't normally take that into account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to say, so Niall, you've pushed a great case for pulled pork being a special sandwich, a sandwich we can all cherish in our hearts mm -hmm. uh, on those sunny days or as a nostalgic memory for those sunny days. Yes. Um, and Tristan, you've made a lot of technical arguments, but you've also pushed a, a philosophical angle on this mm. one. Uh, so you've both, you've both argued very well, but I have to say, I'm a big fan of the sandwich for all people. The sandwich being a uniter of classes, the sandwich being a universal food that you can have in any instance. And Tristan, with your with your philosophical angle, which I greatly respect, and your your mention of the sandwich being easy to eat in any situation, easy to make and easy to eat in all situations, and also making use of some ingredients which may not get as much limelight on their own, I have to award you this one. Oh. You have won sandwich versus sandwich. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is an honour. Uh, I'll give you your trophy later. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, Niall. Disgusting. You did very well. Disgusting. You did very well. Don't worry, you can go and have a pulled pork sandwich now. So, before we call the sandwich hotline... too difficult. <laughs> before we call the sandwich hotline, do, you, do, do either of you want to play a quick game of Guess the Sandwich? Ooh. Guess the Sandwich? Go for it, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'll stop the recording so one of you can research a sandwich and we'll come back. So, back to the sandwich games, and we're going to play Guess the Sandwich. Tristan has found a sandwich for us to guess, and... Niall and I, we're going to ask questions. Yep. So, you hit, you go for the first question. Is it meat-free? It is indeed meat-free, yes. Is it a savoury sandwich? Yes, yes. Savoury, but meat-free. Mm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, possibly something with cheese in. We should ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does it have cheese in it? It does, does have a nice bit of cheese in it, yeah. Is cheese the primary ingredient? I mean, that depends on your outlook on life, really, but... Um... If I was making one, yes, I'd, I'd make cheese the, the primary ingredient in this. I think we should ask him if it's toasted. Yeah, is it toasted? Oh, I think it would be heretical to toast this one. Oh. Oh. That makes things more interesting. 
Are there any vegetables involved? There are, indeed. I'm thinking possibly cream cheese and cucumber. Is it cream cheese and cucumber? It is indeed, yes. It's cream cheese and cucumber. Oh, a very, I have to say, a very regal sandwich Mm. from his lordship over here. Good, good, good sandwich. (laughs) That's a nice summer sandwich, you know, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. like the pulled pork, honestly. Refreshing. Yeah, you've, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. That would be your lunch sandwich and then, you know, Mm. pulled pork for dinner. So, if we're going to call the sandwich hotline now, we need a question to ask them. What, what do you guys think? Uh... It's a big responsibility. Yeah. So this is Ginsters we're talking about. They make the sandwiches here. Mm. Do you guys have any sandwiches that you particularly like? From from Ginst- Ginsters, I mean. Oh, what was... Barely have sandwiches here. Um... <laughs> but you're a sandwich expert. A sandwich fiend, one might even say. I don't know, that was you, I thought. But mm. Mm. Um... I'd be... be interested to know... Um... Whether they're very careful. Some of the sandwiches have cucumbers in them, yeah. for example. Do you think uh, the same cucumber goes in the same sandwich, or do they dice them up and then muddle them up in between? Oh, that is a good one. That's quite similar to what we had right back at the start of the series when we were asking if it was the same sandwich that made each of the sandwiches in a pack. What a throwback. Shall we call them up and ask right now? Let's do it. We're now calling the sandwich hotline. Do you want to ask the question, by the way? No, no, I don't. <laughs> this is my favourite part of the show. <laughs> Good afternoon, you're through to Ginsters. How may I help you? Oh, hello. Uh, we just have a question about the cucumber in your sandwiches. When I have a sandwich, this is very important to me, when I have a sandwich with cucumber in, is it all from the same cucumber or is it from multiple different cucumbers? I suspect. Uh, well, I can't answer that question. Yeah. Perhaps I didn't tell you what my theory is, but I'll pop you through to customer services. Okay. This is a real adventure. Get this customer services. Yeah, so when I have a sandwich with cucumber in, is it all from the same cucumber or is it from multiple different cucumbers? Well, I should think it's probably from the same cucumber. You, you think so? I would think so. Well, I trust you on this one. Uh, thank you very much for answering my question. This is a very important issue to me. Fine. Okay. Well, thank you. have Bye. a lovely day. She hung up on me. <laughs> but we did get our question answered. It's been a great episode. Tristan, Niall, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And to all of our listeners out there, have a wonderful day and have a wonderful sandwich. (laughs) 